Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today. We have a very special guest with us today. We have today Miss Angie Hipple. She is a spiritual coach for Awakening and Enlightenment. She's an author and she's also a channeler. And it's fascinating because she's going to talk to us today kind of about what she is doing and we may also get some sampling of how she channels, which is exciting. I always think that is such an interesting thing. And you know that I channel sometimes too. So I'm very, very excited about this episode. And I'm excited to have Angie with us today. Thank you so much for being here today, Angie. Oh, it's so great to be here. Thank you, Melissa. I enjoy your podcast very much. Oh, thank and you. And I'm excited to get to meet your audience. Yeah, yeah. And you even have like a whole YouTube channel. You're just talking about that where you post a channel daily and you have different almost every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so fascinating. I mean, we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. But before we get to that, I would just love to know, how did you first recognize that you had the ability to channel and how did you start working with all of that? Well, I would say that I, I believe that my angels and guides were some of them anyway that I'm working with today were probably with me all of all along and I had some different encounters as a young person as a young wife and mother that when I look back on it I realize oh this was Judah who is my primary spiritual connection was at work in this particular time of my life, but they didn't really come barreling in uh, all guns blazing until uh, at the tail end of a long journey that I had with COVID. I had long COVID for two years and I was very, very sick. Wasn't sure if I was going to make it. And I think that's sometimes a common thread with people that there's some sort of uh, that have psychic gifts or channeling gifts, um, some sort of trauma or life-changing event that um, will bring the onset of these beautiful beings. Um, and, and that can be a real blessing that comes from that. But I would, I married young when I was 18. I had my first daughter at 19. We, I was married 27 years. I have, we had three beautiful children. I was living life as a fundamentalist Christian mom. Um, also, I was in some of the more mystic realms of the charismatic church. So I had some angel encounters through that and also some sense that there was some side of me that had access to higher knowledge. And because of the particular religious culture I was in at the time, I thought of that as uh, a prophetic gift. And so that was kind of my experience uh, coming into this whole channeling life. Uh, about six or seven years ago, I had a series of unfortunate events, kind of like Lemony Snicket. <laughs> I, my, my dad died. I was an only child. He died very suddenly. He left me with a family business, which was a car business that I knew nothing about. I was teaching school at the time and had two teenagers at home and a new grandbaby. I uh, was married, working full time. And then I inherited this business that was two hours away and I knew nothing about cars and there were several families dependent on the income. And so everything just kind of went nuts, you know, and I was trying to do a big codependent rescue and fix everything, you know, in the wake of my father's death and keep my family together and on track and provided for. 
And uh, in, in all of that, Melu, then my marriage started coming apart as well. And so I, um, that began, uh, it sounds tragic and all of that, but it really was a gift. I, all of the roles that, you know, kind of defined who I was, wife, mother, school teacher, um, you know, I was suddenly an empty nester in all of that time as well. All of those roles just didn't work anymore. Everything was kind of falling apart and unraveling. And, and in that, I began to have a real huge awakening and began to question everything, everything that I thought I knew about God and the universe and how life worked and why I was here. And, um, you know, some people call that uh, depression. Some people call it being suicidal. Some people call it um, a dark night of the soul. Some people call it awakening. You know, I think that those times can really be whatever we choose to allow them to be for us. So um, in that time, I began to really rethink everything. I, I really dropped all my religious affiliations in order to um, in order to start again, to start again and let God and the universe and whatever that was be a big question mark for me. And that was really a freeing point for me. So then, you know, we, I got into, uh, I was growing and stumbling along like we all do. I, I like to kind of, when I read Buddha's story, I really related because, you know, it said that for six years, which is about the same time frame as, as my process has been, you know, he just kind of stumbled around and tried all these different things that really weren't working. And he, you know, was an aesthetic and <laughs> just trying to figure it out. And he had a few little followers and they were stumbling through different ideas about what it meant to be a spiritual being. And then finally, after six years, he was like, fuck this, <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> Nothing's working. And he just plopped down under the Bodhi tree and it was just like, Ugh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And it was then, it was then, you know, that he actually, the story says he fell asleep. And he had these dreams uh, that were that showed him who the real Buddha, what who he really was, and why he was here on the earth. And when he woke up, it said that he woke up as an enlightened being, and he was beaming this light. So for me, you know, what I took away from his story is that all of my trying—I love to use the acronym "totally resist yielding." My T R Y trying, you know. <laughs> I try, if there was something else, I would try it. If it was a gadget, if it was a meditation, if it was, if it was Reiki or, you know, whatever it was, I would, I was on board. I was going to try it. And all of that wasn't healing the broken, what felt like broken parts. The truth is I wasn't broken at all. And you're not broken at all. We're not broken. We're, we're just perfect the way we are. And so I just kind of like the Buddha, I just sat down and just, let it all go. I quit all my trying. I gave up. I wasn't teaching school anymore. I wasn't a wife anymore. My kids were gone. I didn't feel like a mom anymore. They'd all grown up and blown the nest. All my roles weren't working. I just gave it all up. I surrendered. And it was a great grace that came to me. And um, so in that time, I had Around that time, I had contracted COVID and I had long COVID for two years. 
And so I had gone into COVID as this really healthy 40 something. I could run three miles a day. I felt like I had all the strength and energy I needed and all of that disappeared as well. And so I spent most of almost two years sitting in a chair doing nothing. I couldn't, I could rarely cook or do a little laundry. Maybe I could get up and down the stairs. And so it was another part of this undoing of all my trying. And suddenly I didn't really have any value to anybody. You know, I, I there was nothing that I could contribute anymore. And so there again was more of that deep, deep acceptance. There's nothing I have to do. There's nothing I have to be. There's nothing I have to try. I'm just perfect the way I am. I'm okay. And I'm lovable and deserve love, even if I don't have anything to give back or contribute. So this was sort of a lot of what I was going through, doing lots of meditation during that time, lots and lots and lots of meditation. There was nothing else I could do except knit. And I knitted until my fingers hurt. And so getting close to the end of about two years of this sickness, my third, my oldest daughter was having her third baby. And I was mourning because I knew I couldn't be there for the birth. I didn't have the energy to get in the car and go. I didn't have the strength. So I was mourning that. And another place to surrender, meditating it, letting it go. And I could just visualize that sweet baby and just from my chair, send love, love and grace for the birth. And, and I began to start feeling like I kind of knew this baby, like I could kind of sense the baby's presence with me. Um, like I could feel what it was feeling. It was just a sense that I had. And um, I just kept meditating for that little baby. And about that time, my my new husband, my second husband, who fortunately, fortunately is not the right word. It's been a great grace of my life that um, he and I both found love very, very late in life. And he is a profound spiritual teacher for me and for many others, and a great, great part of my awakening. And so we're just sitting on the sofa one night watching a, a channeler called Wendy Kennedy that we love. And he just looked at me and he said, you could do that. And I thought, all right, well, there's nothing else that I could do while I'm just sitting here. So, okay, universe, if that's something you have for me, I'm open for that. And I'll tell you that very night when I went to bed, I began to get bombarded with these supernatural downloads of feelings and thoughts and information that I have never experienced before. And it was so profound. And my life was literally just changed, just changed. And within 24 to 48 hours of this, I was completely healed. My, all my illness went away. I was back to my restored to health completely. And um, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what was going on, but the first messages I was getting was about that sweet little grandbaby. And I got up and typed them all up. And I knew it was from something outside of myself. And so the next night when my husband came home from work and I said, well, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you told me I should, <laughs> should start channeling and and here it is. Here's the first one. I had it printed out for him. I read it to him. And I said, what do we do now? <laughs> and so, 
So I sat down on the couch with him and I said, well, I don't know. Do they want to like talk through my voice or so we just sat there meditating for a few minutes and sure enough, this big, huge, booming voice came out of my mouth and uh, Judah has not lacked for anything to say since then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so interesting. So when you do the channeling, you do you take on then the characteristics of the, the being that you're channeling? So like their voice style as well? Yes. And we will definitely do some channeling while we're together. And it, it was, it's been such a fun ride because um, it's like getting thrown into a, a new job at some place that is completely unrelated to anything you've done before. And you're just trying to figure it out. And um, Judah has explained everything along the way as we've gone and what the, what the first things they told us was just to introduce who they were. And they said, that they, Judah is a collective of about 350,000 angel or angel souls that work together at, in a unified whole, kind of like a swarm of birds is how they've described themselves. If you've ever seen a swarm of thousands mm -hmm. of birds together and uh, they are in, they hail to Michael, Michael's their boss, <laughs> the archangel. So we have the awesome privilege at times of having Michael come and, and speak and check in on us. <laughs> and, um, and Judah is very um, creative and musical. And they they have a few jobs that are special to them. Uh, one of their favorite things to do is to help people transition from death to life beyond. Um, and in that that process, um, they also are really about helping people resolve emotional and mental blocks and get those cleared out so that they can be more awakened and operating as fifth dimensional beings. And so a lot of the work that I'm doing with them right now is manifested in this beautiful new course that we are offering called the True You Accelerator. And so uh, this is over 10 hours of audio and video and over 300 pages of material and information to help people learn how to be a fifth dimensional person in their day-to-day -day life. And by that, I mean, if it's okay, I'll just give a little illustration of what that would be like. So if you can imagine, you know, we, we all understand our third dimensional reality is what we can our, see and ex taste, touch, feel with our five bodily senses it's our material world so if you imagine if you and i and maybe a group of other your listeners were walking down the street today we would all have pretty much the same 3d experience we could feel the concrete under our feet maybe see cars going by maybe see the flashing lights um, of the traffic light maybe see a child near the road it would be pretty much the same for all of us our 3d experience and then the 4D, fourth dimension is the realm of our thoughts and emotions. And then that's where we all completely diverge. And each one of us has a completely unique and different experience based on our past, our past lives, our skill sets, our, our personality, all the things that make us unique. So if uh, let's say that same group was walking down the street if there was an architect in the group, they might be noticing all the beautiful buildings. Um, if there was an artist, they might be noticing the, 
the really cool creative uh, display in the shop window. If there was a policeman in our group, they might be noticing somebody doing something kind of, you know, uh, suspicious. If there was a teacher in a group, they might be noticing a child getting too close to the traffic. So, so our fourth dimension is what makes us all so very unique. So the fifth dimension, what is that? Because we hear, you know, that's one of the things that I, I feel is really important to Judah to work on in, in this realm of spirituality that we all kind of enjoy and tap into is there's a lot of these terms that language that can be restrictive, especially for somebody like me that was coming out of the subculture of Christianity, or maybe people coming out of a, a culture that where they have no spiritual reference whatsoever, and they hear all this lingo and it's prohibitive for them because they don't know what it means. So Judah has been really, and is very gracious about making these things really understandable for everybody. So the fifth dimension, what does that mean? That That is where your, your fifth dimensional soul, Melissa, is the part of you that is eternal, the part of you that's lived many, many, many lives, that's very wise, that is connected to universal consciousness, that knows all things, understands all things, sees all things. It's the part of you that's blameless, that's completely loved and loving, and and is in and will never cease to exist and so at some point that 5d fifth dimensional part of you decided it wanted to come down into this very pretty beautiful woman named melissa and have an experience on the earth for whatever reasons you're here and so one of the things we're doing through this course and through all the channels is helping people to understand that they are a fifth dimensional being and uncover uncover that part of them that's all covered up by programming and cultural blah, 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 you know all the junk mind trash and emotional triggers and all that just moving all that out so that you, the fifth dimensional you, the real you, can step up and be at the helm and be in charge and, and run the show of your 3D and 4D life, right? Yeah. So that's a lot of what we're doing together. I think that's so beneficial because I think there are so many people, and you've talked about before you were the channeler and how you were searching, trying, and, and that resonated so much. I was getting chills as you were talking about all of these things because I think there's so many of us who are out there just searching, 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 and never quite feeling like we found anything. We haven't found the right thing or we haven't found the thing. And exactly. I think it is, it's us, it's the 3D trying to, it's like trying to connect those dots and those pieces yes. that the, we'd have the 5D and the 3D. And it's, I think so many of us feel so connected from that 5D part of ourselves. And I think it's really, yeah. really been difficult for a lot of people to try to get back together with that. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I spent, you know, thousands of hours and thousands of dollars trying to find the one next thing that was gonna finally make me feel okay or feel like I was being my true self or knew what, what the heck was going on, you know, coaching and therapy and herbs and acupuncture. I mean, it, there was always something else that I could try. 
right? You know, and 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 there's a lot of value in a lot of those things. And some of the people that I encountered in that searching are treasures, you know. And I kind of Judah kind of showed it to me like spoke it to me like this. Metaphors are really helpful for me. It's like with each one of those little bits, I would find a a golden nugget, maybe one thing that was really precious, uh, that really worked for me. Uh, but there wasn't, I wasn't, all of that wasn't equaling up to the vast treasure of my fifth dimensional soul and all that I am, the God part of me. And so one of the things I'm wanting to do in, in my work with Judah is kind of take all those golden nuggets and get them all together in one place so that the, that it really represents the vast treasure of what a soul is, you know. Yeah. So going back to the the talk about us walking down the street. So a fifth dimensional person, a person that really is living a fifth dimensional existence in their natural human body for them their experience of walking down the street might look like this they would have an awareness that everything they see and everyone they're with is connected to them in some in some very real way and that they can influence and shape all of that all of that so the fifth dimensional being might glance up at the office building they're walking by and suddenly all the people working in the building feel refreshed in their work and purposeful. And maybe that fifth dimensional being sees the child standing near the road too close to the traffic and suddenly the child just turns and runs away back to its mother. You see a fifth dimensional being is impacting everything in their world and they have this very real sense that they're creating their reality in every single moment, every single moment, everything in that's happening with them, they are creating it, even the crappy stuff. And this was one of the ways that my husband, my new husband really helped to set me free. When I would be feeling fearful or sad or enraged, whatever was going on with me, he would not allow me to blame it on anybody else. He would, he insisted that I bought the truth, that the truth was that I had created it. <laughs> and it used to infuriate me. <laughs> so you mean that this delivery guy that hasn't showed up for the third day in the road that I'm creating it and not him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but it's, so it's, let's, it's, look at that. let's look at that then. That's an, so you raise an interesting point. And I totally buy into what you're saying. I, I do believe that as well. And I understand how infuriated you must have been at your husband for trying to point that out to you. But okay, so if we believe then that we create everything and we even create the reality of the people in our lives who are disappointing us or who are causing us conflict, how do we then if we're these beings who can create our reality, shift that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we, em we embrace what is. We just embrace it in complete and total surrender. Now, that sounds kind of, and I'll just say on that note, I spent a lot of years in 12-step, and I'm very grateful for 12-step. 
but it used to infuriate me that they would say, let go and let God, because I thought, well, how in the heck do you do it? Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> so let me give you an example to from my own life to kind of answer your question. So when I was sitting in that chair for two years, being basically uh, nearly an invalid and living no sort of productive life at all, if you had asked you know, I had to accept that I was creating that. Well, that was infuriating to me because here in my mind and also in part of my heart, I did not want to be sick. I wanted to be well. I wanted to be healed. If you ask me, do you want to be well? I'd say, yeah, heck yeah, I do. Okay. So the truth of my 5D soul in those times was I am completely whole. There was nothing lacking for me. Even though my body was ill in the 3D, my body was very, very weak in state. My soul was still vast, whole, unharmed, with no disease. You see, now my 4D, my mind and emotions during that time were split. This is where we get stuck. I was split. My 4D didn't, there were parts, my part of my mind would say, yes, I want to be healed. I want to be whole. But there were parts, very deep subconscious parts that did not. So let's talk about that. See, I wasn't aware that there were parts of me that did not want to be well and that those parts were sabotaging my manifesting. And this is the biggest question I get from folks in, in my work is that they want to know why am I still manifesting this shit that I don't want? So here's part of it. So in that moment, I had to buy the truth. Listen to my husband. There was a part of me that didn't want to be well. Well, I, my mind would say, well, that's crazy. Of course I want to be well. But the fruit of it was I was still sick. So if you're not, if you got the fruit, you got the root, right? If you got apples, there's a root to the apple tree. So if you got fruit, there is a root. So when I really meditated and pressed into it, you know, the truth was I was in my mid 40s. I had worked so hard as a wife and a mother raising three kids. I worked full time. I went to school on nights and weekends and got my degree and then my master's. I taught school, a classroom of 30 kids. Sometimes I had serious behavior problems. I would come home to my own three kids and bills and bills and stress and stress and stress. And then my dad died and I had more people to take care of. And more people. And there was a part of me, a deep subconscious part that said, fuck this. I'm done. I don't want to cook for anybody else. I don't want to make up any more beds. I don't want to solve anybody's problems. I'm done. I'm sick. I resign. And that's part of why I was sick. There was a part of me that didn't want to be productive anymore. There was a part of me that didn't want to earn love, that didn't want to earn my breath or my place in the world. There was a part of me that wanted to sit in a chair and be left alone and not have any more requests to be filled, you see. So I was split, you see, in my 4D realm, there was a there was a division there. There were parts that wanted to be well, and there were parts that didn't. And I had other payoffs. I not only did I not have to take care of anybody, but people were nicer to me because I was sick. Because people don't yell and scream at the sick woman, right? Yeah. 
So when we're manifesting something we don't want, we may be saying to ourselves in one part of ourselves, I don't want this. This is what I want instead. But there is a subconscious part that is attracting that. And so if we can get, if we can allow the truth of that and love ourselves in that and accept ourselves and forgive ourselves and say, yeah, the, the truth is there's something I'm attracting here and, and really just embrace ourselves in it. And, you know, my son, um, he's 25 and he's struggled with addiction for many, many years and a lot of other peripheral issues with it. And a real shift has happened for me since this awakening and, and this work with Judah. And it's this, I did, I have created this reality, this dynamic with him in some way. And in, in, and I believe for me, it's this, he's showing me something a part of myself. He's showing me a part of myself that I have yet to fully embrace, fully love, fully forgive, fully accept. And it's the part of me that's a black sheep. It's the part of me that doesn't want to have to do the right thing all the time. It's the part of me that doesn't want to be responsible and all of that. And and so when I interact with my son, I know that I'm looking in the mirror and he's showing me some stuff about me because we're all one. We say that, you know, and it's, it's kind of one of those memes that is sometimes cool and sometimes it just makes you want to throw up. Right. Yeah. But if it, if it's true and I think it is, then my son's showing me something about me. And when I love him exactly the way he is and he doesn't have to try anymore, doesn't have to change anymore, I can really embrace him. I believe that I, I, then that's another diverging point that I had that took me out of 12 step. You know, the 12 steps teaches us that we're powerless over others. We're powerless over um, alcohol. We're powerless over drugs. We're powerless over whatever these other people and places and things. But I don't believe that. I believe that my fifth dimensional, that me as a fifth dimensional being, when I'm connected to all the billions of beautiful, powerful, enlightened beings out there, I absolutely believe that we can influence and change others. Absolutely. I love that. I'm giving goosebumps as we're sitting here talking about all of those things. And I have a, you know, I have a situation going on in my own life right now where as you're saying those things, it's starting to connect for me. And I think that's the most difficult part about being here is we think we don't have control and the feeling of not having control and I yes. think that that frustrates so many people, but in the way that you're explaining it, we have the power to recognize what others are showing us and what they're teaching us and just allow them to be who they are and what they need to do because we all came here to learn and we all have our own journeys. And so we kind of have made these contracts to be with people and experience the things we're experiencing for our growth. Like, right in the process it's so damn frustrating <laughs> it is it is 
And, you know, rage has been a part of the relationship um, with my son. He, he was, my kids were raised in alcoholism. And, you know, I was watching recently a documentary about Woodstock 99 and the, it, don't watch it because it's, but at the end of it, you know, the kids were throwing things and burning things and just so angry. And I checked in with Judah, you know, why am I watching this? And Judah spoke to me really plainly because young people feel powerless. And they, they are angry because they feel powerless. And so in, in our new age and in our spiritual seeking, whatever your tradition is, whether it's new age or, or Christian or whatever, you know, we do people a real disservice by expecting them to be good, you know, because the truth is all of us have some parts inside of us that are angry and feel powerless, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, there's so much grace and there is so much real authentic power in our 5D soul. It's real. It's vast. It's connected to and and going back to angels, you know, um, when I felt powerless sitting in that chair, when my body was powerless when everything that my mind and every good idea that my mind thought it had to solve the problem had failed and and my emotions were were sad and were giving up then angels came and they are like they are like big strapping guys with power tools they can just saw zip through whatever it is that's in front of us that's blocking our way and just clear it out. They're those guys that you call when the tree falls over your driveway and you can't get out of the drive, you're stuck. You can't even pull your car out. They just come and zip through that big oak and clear it out and then you're on your way. And how do you do these clearings with people? Are you, you're a channel for them to work through you to help others clear away all of because i truly believe most of us we have a hard time because we don't even know what it is that's blocking us like we don't know right i think we may know and on the surface we know like oh well i grew up in a home where money was tight and i heard that all the time so that's where my my limiting beliefs around money that's where that comes from but then you work on that and you try to clear that and then it's like you're still hitting obstacles because there's probably things on the subconscious level that we don't even know about that need to be cleared. Right. Well, I just finished a whole week in the course about getting how you get rid of, of limiting subconscious beliefs. And if you want, I'll, I'll just explain a little bit and then we'll just try one. Okay. Uh, if you're up to that. Yeah. So um, what I've learned through, through everything I've, studied and heard is this subconscious beliefs are very deeply rooted they're very there's some really common ones for all of us i'm not worthy i'm not good enough there's never enough um that you know they're very common and you don't even have to really be aware of them on a mental level and you don't even have to be aware of what exactly caused it see that's a place where our mind gets us in trouble because we spend time, time trying to figure out where we got these unconscious beliefs. The easy way is if you've got the fruit, you got the root. 
So if you, let's say that you've had money for years, you've make enough money to buy a new car, but you won't let yourself buy a new car. It's because you feel like you're not good enough. It's very simple to see that, right? So these have to be moved on a subconscious level and they are energies. They're like little, mm, what's that character on Lord of the Rings? Golems. (laughs) They're like little energetic entities, little miscreant parts inside of our psyche. And they, they are bound. They're, they're emotional energies And they're wrapped up in the wrapping paper of our thoughts and perspectives that we really need to protect. These are the things that we're trying to justify or argue about or defend or explain. If you can remember this acronym, Jade, justify, argue, defend, and explain. Whenever you're doing one of those four things, you know that there's some kind of underneath that wrapping, there's an emotional pain. It's, and it's, energy. And the great news is energy wants to move. You know that from right Reiki. It wants to move. It doesn't want to stay. It wants to get out of your body and be released. So angels can do that through powerful, just energetic transmissions. They literally just grab hold of the energy and release it and you'll feel it go. You'll feel it go because you'll feel lighter. You'll feel better. You'll feel more blissful. Your, your emotions will be more regulated. They can do it in your sleep. Sleep is a wonderful way to do it. You just lay down at night. Let's say, let's say you had a big fight, let's say maybe with your brother or your spouse, and it was nasty, and you know it was just gunk. Don't think about it. Don't try to figure it out. Forgive him. Forgive yourself. When you go to bed that night, you say, angels, whatever that was today, whatever that energy was that was happening between my brother and I, I ask you to tag it and treat it. I ask you to go right to the subconscious root of it and pull the whole thing out by the roots. And then you just lay your head down on the pillow and you enter your sleep and you let them go deep into your subconscious and clear it out. And they will. And they do. I love that. I absolutely love that. So angels Mm -hmm. tag it and treat it. Tag it. And if you're in the middle of a moment, like let's say you're, you're in the middle of the interchange, if you have the presence of mind, um, you know, in it or after it say, Oh, angels, this, what this is, what's happening right now. Can you please tag this to be treated? And so it's like they put a bookmark on the page of what needs to be addressed. You see, so that it doesn't get lost or forgotten in all that melu of stuff in your mind. And then that night they can address it. Or when you meditate, if you if you're able, if you are a meditator and you can go into deep states of meditation, go for that. And there are so many amazing free resources for self-hypnosis. If you can find a, a quality self-hypnosis on YouTube that addresses the particular issue that you're struggling with, that will work. But see, the, tri- the trick is our mind wants to think that we can just do another thing to fix it, or we can do more talk therapy to fix it. And it, talk therapy, I, I, one of the things that I pray for is that 
all the beautiful, loving, kind, compassionate souls out there that are counseling and coaching and, and that are doing therapy will begin to, to get a hold of this, that the work has to be done on the subconscious level so that they're not wasting people's time and their own. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. And I love that you also have a YouTube channel where you are posting a channel every single day and you have, you said so many different entities that are coming in to just give messages for people. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So um, Judah is kind of like the host of the party. So at, over time, what, what we learned about Judah is that Judah is my oversoul, which is the, the family of angelic beings from which I decided to come to earth and be incarnated in this lifetime from them. And so I'm one of the angelic souls of Judah. And so Judah is like my higher self or my enlightened self or future self. And so Judah loves to just step back and invite other people to the party. So Judah's kind of like Oprah, right? Mm -hmm. If Oprah ever call, rings your phone, when she rings your phone, you know your life just changed. <laughs> <laughs> And then if she invites you to hang out with her, you know that anybody else she introduces you to is definitely going to change your life as well. Yeah. So that's what it's like in this Judah party. Judah comes around and we have Pleiadians that visit, Arcturians. We have um, a Zeta Reticuli named Zed that we love, a Syrian friend named Abby that we love, and there are many others. And, and they all have very unique perspectives and personalities and they're all very valuable. I love that. I'm going to have to go check out your YouTube channel because I think that sounds so fascinating and fun. A lot of fun. It is fun. So many different kinds of entities. I love that. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation today. I have loved it. And all of I've learned so much. Like you dropped so much wisdom on me. I was getting chills like throughout our conversation. And I really oh, appreciate so that. And I appreciate what you're doing. If there are people out there listening, maybe want to work with you or want to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. It's the judachannel.com, uh, J-U-D-A-H, the judachannel.com. And we are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. And, uh, and YouTube is a, a big fun community there as well. Did you, do you want to take a moment and do a channel? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything you want to ask Judah? It can be personal or for your audience. It's totally up to you. Um, I, okay, so what, just what would Judah like us as a collective to know right now? Okay, all right, let's see what Judah has to say. Hello, dear. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity and for your beautiful, sweet spirit, which is so open and childlike in wonder and appreciation and receptivity to truth. And we thank you for this platform. And we would like to expand it, dear. We would like to expand you and expand it and, and bring in more and more higher dimensional influences more angels into your life. And yes, you will feel their physical presence in the room with you. You will feel it as warmth or heat or energy moving. And you may just ask out loud or in your heart for them to share their name and whatever they have come to share. And they will share with you and you can trust 
you can trust my dear you ask what is it that you want uh, uh, all you yourself and your listeners to know trust dears trust love and trust love and trust and we come not always with big booming sounds like we are through this vessel right now many times we come through simple thought impressions you can trust the simplest of thought impressions that come to you you can trust them as being your higher self and and in many instances being the thoughts and impressions given from angelic beings and other cosmic guides such as ourselves and you will recognize them as being more than just your 4d mind because the the thoughts will set you free they will make you feel lighter and higher and brighter and and more of your best self and and so so put some trust in that that is what we would like to say in answer to your question have faith in what you cannot see have faith in what you cannot see and let us give you that let us let us have the chance to give you evidence of our existence and our transformational power how just ask ask for our help ask for our help and you will find it and you will see the physical 3d and 4d evidence of our work thank you so much really you're so welcome thank you so wild. I love that. So see you guys, bigger platform for me. Okay, I love it. All right. I love it. I love it. And and Judah, by the way, and Melissa and I would both like to have a personal assistant. Thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you. And a housekeeper. That was so interesting. So very interesting. Thank you so much for channeling and for, again, all of the wonderful work that you're doing. I highly encourage everyone to go and check out your YouTube channel and everything that you're doing. And I would love to have you back anytime. This was would, such a great I would love to come back anytime. And, we'd, and there are personal sessions available on the website for anybody who's interested. Awesome. Well, if you can come back and we can do more channeling sometime, that would be fantastic. Anytime. You just let me know. Awesome. I'll look forward to it. We'll bring our coffee and tea and yes. we'll get to know yes. each other a little more. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Angie, for being on the thank show today. Everyone go check that out. I'm going to have the link to her YouTube channel and then website in the show notes so you can go directly there and i want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well as always please subscribe if you like this podcast or leave a positive review sharing the podcast with anyone you think might benefit is the greatest compliment you can pay me and if you want to join us on patreon you can see the video of this interview and see how the channeling really looks as you're watching, it is so interesting to see. Um, but I hope that you all have a beautiful day today from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.